0: Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Special Ed Rising, the podcast, No Parent Left Behind, the show that speaks to parents and caregivers about the world of special needs and special education. If you crave knowledge, support, and a dash of different, then you've come to the right place. I'm Mark, your host. Thank you so much for joining me, including me in your day. Today's episode features the first interview of what I hope will be many to come. It is an engaging conversation about music therapy that I believe will open many eyes to its impact on people with differing abilities across the spectrum. And be sure to stay tuned in for a live musical performance. So without further delay, let's play our way to another win. I'm so excited to be hosting my first ever guest. She's a talented woman who I came to know through social media, And after seeing what she does for others through her music therapy practice and witnessing her open and generous personality, I knew that I wanted to share her gift with you and inject her enthusiasm into my show. I also thought, what better way to begin my interview journey than with a person who combines helping others with music, two of my favorite things. Kayla Connick is a board-certified music therapist and owner of Making Waves Music Therapy. She has experience working with neurodiverse individuals, at-risk youth, residents with memory care units with varying degrees of dementia, within special school districts and provides trauma-informed care. Kayla believes empathy is the driving force behind a beneficial therapeutic relationship and that music therapy focuses on the whole person's strengths and unique needs. Kayla is a strong advocate for disability rights, survivors of trauma, mental health awareness and accessibility to therapy services. In her own time, Kayla is a songwriter and can personally and professionally speak to the powerful therapeutic effect of music. So please join me in welcoming Kayla Connick. Hello, and welcome to the show.
1: Hello, it's (laughs) good to be here. I'm glad we could make this work.
0: I'm so glad we can make this work. I really appreciate your time. This means a lot
1: yeah it, it's it's so good to be on a podcast again I, I've missed <laughs> I've missed this
0: <laughs> yeah you had a history it, I, I listened to one of your episodes. it sounded great you you, you and their uh, co-host sounded really great together. I really enjoyed yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's
1: something, yeah. I, I really, really miss. I miss interviewing, and then now I get to be interviewed, so this is really fun.
0: Yeah, it's nice to be on the flip side, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we have to talk about. You have to talk about yourself. That's the only oh, challenge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't cop out with questions and then know run how away. Much I can
1: talk about me, but I can talk about like music therapy for for hours. So.
0: Well, that's great because I think you know we have the rest of the night, so. <laughs> Perfect.
1: Yeah, let's let's get it rolling here. <laughs> All right.
0: So, so if if it's okay, can we just start at the beginning and and maybe just give us a little bit of background um, of your education and how you came into the into the field?
1: Of course. Uh, so I actually, my my musical self started back when I was 12. And, and it's really funny because when I, was, when I was younger, I didn't really have much of an interest in music or, or playing it at least. I, I had more of an interest in visual art and mm-hmm. drawing and, and all that. So I, uh, my mom was kind enough though to push me into uh, taking up an instrument. So I took up the violin uh, in sixth grade played in orchestras and just loved it. I mean, I wow. had a really, really wonderful first teacher, uh, shout out to Mr. Hume. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, really fostered a lot of that that growth in me. And and so I played violin in orchestras up until uh, high school, uh, even some in college, I was more in a quartet in college, but up oh, wow. until the end of high school, I was in orchestras playing violin. And, and then I had thought, You know, I do love playing music. I love being in this, this setting, but I I don't, I don't want to be doomed to perform for the rest of my (laughs) life, (laughs) which is, those are at odds, right? You can't not perform in (laughs) musician. Yeah. You You kind of have
0: to put yourself out there. Yeah. You can't (laughs) do that. So
1: (laughs) luckily for me in my senior year of high school, when I was kind of looking for what I wanted to do next. Um, because again, music, yes, that was my, that was my thing, my calling, but there was something I felt like I I wanted to do more with, right? I wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course music helps people. Absolutely. Um, But I had heard about music therapy then, and it was from a friend of my dad's who, Said he was friends with a music therapist, and I was like, "What is that?"
2: <laughs> and so
1: he's like, "You'll you'll just have to meet her. She does need some volunteer help." And so I was looking for volunteer hours because you need those for college. Sure. And uh, I went ahead and reached out and was able to volunteer for her, and get you know got to find out what yeah what is music therapy what is this this awesome field right it's It's so great upon yeah upon discovering it i was like this sounds awesome (laughs) you know and even now it's like this is still awesome still awesome (laughs) (laughs) my perception of it has actually changed obviously you get into school and you really dive in and this you know what i had found out then was just kind of a small branch of music therapy and there's just so much more to discover Mm. um but i fell in love with it pretty much right away and it's then that love grows. Right. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's
0: so great that you were able to find it so early and, and step into the world and see if you liked know, it, you know, before know. investing time and money and then discovering that you didn't like it. So what a wonderful thing and, and great for your mom to put an instrument in front of you that early.
1: Exactly. I, and I, 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 I felt that. so, so lucky to have found it exactly at the time that I did. Like I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, I know some people, you know, search for their, their calling their entire lives. Absolutely. Sometimes. So I'm very, very grateful for when it landed in my lap. Mm-hmm. Um, it sure felt like it did.
0: And right, right. I can relate to that too. I totally know what that feeling is like, so I feel very lucky myself, so I get yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so I went ahead and um, uh, went to college. I uh, studied at Maryville University in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful, wonderful program. And there, it's funny with music therapy. There's only like a, or at the time there was only a handful of accredited programs, um, from across the, okay. the states, and so you have to go to an accredited university with a program, and then I came out with a bachelor's of science in music therapy, uh, so, and then the the process goes a little something like this: you you complete your coursework, and then you have to complete twelve hundred clinical hours, so that includes clinical practicum in In your schoolwork, uh, interspersed throughout semesters, but also it, it includes about a six month internship. Mm, and so okay. I had interned in St. Louis and I was with a wonderful supervisor, her name's Nicole. Shout out to Nicole if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> she's awesome. Get them we, all. Became, we became <laughs> fast friends and uh, she's still uh, doing music therapy in St. Louis as well, but- Oh, that's great. And you I keep worked, in touch. Yeah. I worked. In my internship within mostly school settings, so private and public school settings, uh, okay. working on the IEP. Mm-hmm. So I was working on IEP goals. And actually oh, okay. music therapists in St. Louis are part of the IEP team. Oh, wow. I
0: love that.
1: Which is awesome. I know I'm trying to get that, get that done here because a uh, quick little tidbit,
2: mm-hmm.
1: music therapy is required under IDEA as a related service. It has to be uh, proven necessary, though okay so there's there's quite a process to that mm-hmm. I, i'm not gonna bore anyone to death with with the I mean, yeah no, with i know that, but... <laughs> i know
0: that can that could take us into the weeds for sure take people yeah, into the we, weeds we won't go there yet yeah not,
1: okay um yeah so working in the school districts um and that was just that was awesome to have as like my first you know clinical like hardcore you know getting sure. into the field experience um just because i learned so much Again, like working on IEPs uh, is really, really detailed and, you know, it has to be very exact and yeah. there's tons of deadlines and
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> and Absolutely. it's very,
1: very, very uh, objective and, and almost scientific because you have to objectively prove that music therapy is is working. Um, so that's actually was right up my alley because I'm, I'm very data driven. Um, okay and i like science so (laughs) i like to be able to prove what i'm what i'm doing is is working um right through through data uh and it sounds kind of like cold and calculated right like we're taking all the fun out of the magic but you have to have both sides of this of course people see it working and see how how profound it can be Uh, right but you also have to have numbers and evidence to back it up
0: good for you because that could be something that could scare somebody away too. somebody who really loves music but doesn't have the uh the inclination towards the other Mm -hmm. and that's that that gets into the part where i think people get uh turned off you know potentially Mm -hmm. so um but then they then you know then the system misses out on somebody who may be really great with people you know because of that side so i'm 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 Happy because the what I do know about you, you know, I can see what you bring to your clients, in um, the videos that I've seen, and your enthusiasm. So it's so great that you had all of that compunction to to keep driving through, you know.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's um it's definitely something that yeah bridges the gap. So if you do have someone who's interested in music but is you know kind of falling behind in these other areas, or just needs some help, or needs somebody to realize their potential. Again, right. music definitely bridges that gap. Yeah, and, and it's it's awesome to see. Yeah, parents see that mm-hmm. too in, in sessions or to see it in in videos and stuff. They're like, "Whoa, I didn't know he could do that. Or she could do that."
0: <laughs> right, right, I've exactly. Never seen them do that, <laughs> and that's the magic of the music. You know, yeah. it really is. I mean, I had deaf students who, you know, they can't hear, but they have. I had a guitar in my classroom, and they just love to play it you yeah. know, and they would just, they would sing, they would, you know, yeah. they'd be slamming on the strings, but
1: you, there's some kids that I just don't speak. And then you hear them sing. And you're like, yeah. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> it's
0: amazing. It's yeah. kids that are kind of shut down and then you put this life force in front of them and they just blow, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's stunning. It's stunning. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful end of the field to be in. And um, so I, ca- I I can understand why you love it so much.
1: Yeah. You know? It's yeah. very rewarding for, for me and and everyone around
0: <laughs> do you um do you well you, you started with the violin
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, my sense is that you have a lot of different instruments that you that you can play at least to some degree um is that the one you're most proficient in or is there are there other ones that have caught up or what are I the multitude s- of, guitar- yeah. <laughs> uh, of instruments that you play
1: yeah so i when i list off the instruments it's i I always say okay so i play proficiently uh violin guitar uh hand drums like hand percussion Mm -hmm. piano ukulele mandolin and voice so again like yes violin has been my most comfortable and and proficient um, but sometimes i don't actually use the violin as much as say the guitar Mm -hmm. right i think the guitar for me is one of the more more used instruments just because it's so portable, right? And, right. You know, I can play and sing just about just about anything on it. Okay. Um, and then of course the the piano has its uses, keyboard has its uses. Keyboard I do bring to some sessions just because that 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 is also portable, mm-hmm. not as portable as the guitar, right? <laughs> <because> right. <laughs> I, I've got my little mini Taylor. It's like a cute backpack, and it's very light. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the keyboard not so much, but I will bring it if if it is needed and requested. Mm-hmm. So.
0: <laughs> and you bring instruments for your clients as well, like yes. percussion and things like that.
1: Yeah, everything is is brought and provided. If if it's not already accessible or there, um, right. I bring all the instruments that are needed or, or wanted in the session.
0: That's great. I mean, that's an investment, right? You have to be able to supply all this stuff. But
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Instruments have to be durable too. They're yeah,
0: <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it, it depends on, yeah, what I, what my limits are, what I will bring to it. Like I will not bring my violin to a session right. mm-hmm. unless it's like one of my, one of my memory care groups, I will bring my violin and, okay. and get to play it and make sure it stays in a safe place where it can't get knocked over. Sure. Um, for example, right, but, right. but anyone that's, yeah, playing some of my instruments I bring and, you know, make sure everyone has something to play right. if, if they choose to, right and uh that's
0: great could you just tell me uh, tell us a little bit like explain music therapy like how it works you know who 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 requests your business and things like that and then and how does it go how does it work for you
1: gotcha so i essentially describe music for those that are wondering uh music therapy as the use of music as a therapeutic tool to accomplish therapy goals in different areas of functioning right so we're not the goal is not to necessarily teach music, that might happen. Uh, you might Music teaching might be an aspect of something, a tool that we use to accomplish a goal. Um, so we're looking to work on things like social skills, uh, cognitive skills that falls under like our academic skills and the IEP goals and objectives um, motor functions, so, you know, gross motor, which is larger movements or fine motor, which is our using our fingers and piano is awesome for that, by the way, <laughs> and different areas of functioning that our clients need or express that they want to work on. Um, so it, it's really so, so varied between <laughs> different populations of, of my clients. Right. Um, so a, a lot of, you know, when i was working in vegas and i still continue to see clients on the spectrum and uh, what's what's really important there and what i've learned that i i really need to meet first is meeting them where they're at and then making sure that they are comfortable sensory wise Mm -hmm. right we really want to work on sensory input and finding out what what do they need right, right. what sensory needs are they not having filled right now mm-hmm. and how can i accomplish that using instruments or their preferred music mm-hmm. um, and the thing about preferred music is that is that is the main tool that we that we use it it has to be preferred music so i'm not going to come in to a group or to a person's home and say This music is the best music. It will heal you. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's it's not me prescribing a certain genre or song or spa music (laughs) to anyone. (laughs) It's, it's, it's all client preferred.
0: And Um, how do you, how do you uh, obtain that information?
1: Through assessments. So one of the, the music therapy process kind of goes like I do an intake and free consultation. So it's like, if you just have questions, that's you just give a call or email and I'll answer any kind of questions you have. If you wanna explore music therapy further, we move to an assessment. And so music therapy assessment is kind of the first step in the process where music therapist sees the client and then we have to kind of figure out, yeah, using some of our you know interventions and activities and musical experiences what will be a good fit here, and what mm-hmm. is the client kind of expressing to us that they want? What will work? What are their right. preferences? Uh, sometimes it's a straight up asking, like, "Hey, you know, right. what are you listening to right now? What's your what's one of your favorite artists right now?" Okay. Um, or if if they're nonverbal or communicate differently, that could be just kind of seeing what they gravitate towards. Right? Do they? Do you play, so you? Drums? Do you
0: try do different? O- oh, okay. As far as instruments, I as see, far okay. as
1: it can be, as far as instruments. Um, sometimes I I will just use a, f- a phone and pull up YouTube, and I've a lot of my nonverbal kids will use. They use YouTube okay, and they will right, right. it right in and just go nice. and show me what they like. Um, I've had some that are nonverbal that will play a melody on the piano, um, and I can we can figure it out from there. Oh wow! So there's many different That's ways. Really cool. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful because. You don't necessarily need verbal communication to yeah. engage in music therapy. You can you can communicate musically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love and, that, right? And you can tell me, yeah, what what you're needing or what your preferences are through the music I think, as well. I think
0: that's such an important message for families to and parents to know, you know, um, and teachers who are just kind of new to it um, to know that this is an avenue, you know, that can awaken a child inside and open that communication uh, avenue i think that's really really important to know that if you're not getting something it's there's it don't give up you know there, there's this other way possibly
1: yeah yeah it's yeah. just about finding what what works best and right. how else there's many other ways to communicate absolutely So it's just kind of sitting still and just kind of listening and allowing that person that space mm-hmm. and that's what that's what music is great for is is creating space um and then That's great. The therapist kind of just kind of sit back and, and let them express to you what what they're needing, what they're mm-hmm. wanting, what they like. Right. So, like the
0: you're like the conductor yes. at some point, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: At some point you're you you can gently guide them or mm-hmm. just kind of let them let them do what they need to do. Right, um, right. But you're there Choose as a guide. In.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's so great. So, um you started your own business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How can you tell me how that came about?
1: Yes. (laughs) 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 Pretty much out of, almost out of necessity. I mean, and I, that doesn't mean I didn't ever want to. um, But I was working in Las Vegas. That's my hometown. And I had gotten my first music therapy job there at a private practice and worked there for about five years. And then I wanted to move to Florida. And so there were no, you know, music therapy positions necessarily in the area that i wanted to live in and so i figure well then it's time to start a business (laughs) start a practice (laughs) and it's exciting and terrifying at the same time i would imagine (laughs) because there's a lot of uncertainty (laughs) because you're like well let's see what happens and you know i can do my best to get the word out and tell and inform people and advocate for music therapy right Um, and you but there's a lot of opportunity too you know because there's just it, it's just not that much of a thing here bigger right. cities are usually a little more comfortable to live in for you know music therapists because there's more opportunities and people okay. are a little more open and knowledgeable about it mm-hmm. right. um or they've heard about it before right or there's actual posi- like job positions high you know in, in the bigger cities. sure but
0: sure it's so you're just, like a pioneer going into some of these states and kind hi, yeah of, it's, know,
1: it's it's so fun and so dropping scary.
0: your flag <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> So, its extra work was it I mean was it daunting when you first started to do it or did it seem did it kind of pick up fairly quickly or was it been you know, a, a was like a fits and starts kind of situation?
1: <laughs> what was more daunting was actually the thought of starting a business instead of actually doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> the the fear of thinking about how much needs to be done exactly worse to me I get it. than actually just doing, doing it. it right yeah. it, it does it is really hard sometimes um and here it does it has taken quite a bit to to get settled and just kind of um for example um a contract that i've been i've been in talks with for about six months they've just now scheduled their first session um, oh wow it's a non-profit though so there's you have to consider like what is what are their funding sources like sure right? sure and how yeah. how can they swing this how can they pay for it mm-hmm. um you have to understand you know, how are your clients going to pay for it? Absolutely,
0: <laughs> and this is a difficult time for a lot of a lot of yeah
1: big businesses.
0: Yeah. You know, let alone nonprofits. You know,
1: yeah, individuals, businesses, nonprofits, especially. I I, I understand. It just took <laughs> a lot of. It's for what I can say is that it just took. all It takes a lot of persistence. Mm-hmm. right. And just not, not giving up very easily, just, or just not giving up at all. I don't at know. All. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't do that when you, when you own a business. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's the kind of thing, right. You just got to put your head down and just move forward and yep. uh, see where it goes. I mean, but I mean, it's nice to have this kind of success as a young woman, because you have so much you can build towards in the future. You know, um, yeah. it seems to me that you have, the kind of the world's your oyster but especially in an area where there's not a lot Mm -hmm. um you can kind of you know set the set the standard um which is really really a nice opportunity for you
1: absolutely and it's it's really worked out too because there is one other music therapist uh here in pensacola and she primarily works in in hospice and so it's like we're we're good friends and like we get together have lunch and just kind of like update oh, nice. each other like, hey what's going on with like music therapy around here you know right um, oh that's great of, to have that yeah kind of yeah so it's important too like i liked i like having that that uh community in, in music because music therapists are very like community oriented like we mm-hmm. support each other uh, because it's so hard, Because you know, to, like, it's hard. <laughs> exactly. It's so hard. Yeah. And there's so few of us <laughs> that it's like, exactly. <laughs> and, and Nevada was the same way. I mean, there were only when I moved there and started working and got licensed in in the state of Nevada, there was only 12 total uh, music therapists in the wow. whole state in the whole state. Yeah. Wow. So I'm, I'm sure it's grown just just a bit, but mm-hmm. it was still pretty scarce even out. In like Nevada, mm-hmm. uh, Las Vegas, and everything, it was only a handful of music therapists there. And I think I had a leg up to working for a private practice that was run by another music therapist. So yeah. I got to see kind of firsthand. Like I got to learn a lot, Just, right. just in those five years, um, right? You know, how to how to make it work, how to build it, build it up, and right.
0: How many of, years have you been doing music therapy?
1: This will be. We're coming up on six. Six. Six okay. years. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. What are some of the, uh, conditions that you do, like people, individuals, what are the conditions that some of your clients have that you deal with? And I don't know, the effectiveness that you find, do you find in some areas that your music therapy can be a little more effective than other mm-hmm. areas? Or do you find it again, in this world, it's very individual, mm-hmm. um, and it varies so much. Um, but your thoughts.
1: Yeah. So I do work yeah, with a variety of, uh, a different diagnoses. So, uh, like I said, working with mostly, uh, all ages on the spectrum, autism spectrum, right. um, down syndrome, cerebral palsy, um, other physical disabilities, and then working with at-risk youth, uh, working with, uh, older adults with varying degrees of dementia, mm-hmm. uh, usually within assisted living facilities and, working a little bit in the mental health realm too um so with depression anxiety ptsd ocd Mm -hmm. uh, bipolar and so (laughs) i find that it really is i everyone is and i've i've heard this phrase a lot too especially working with mostly individuals on the autism spectrum no person on the spectrum is the same as another person on the spectrum. Right. They are right. every, and this is, this is how it is for every other thing that I just listed. Yes. Okay. No one is the same. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, the groups are kind of, you can kind of figure, okay, like these are my, these are the goals that this group has in mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And we are working towards these goals as a group. Right. Um, or, and that's, that's true for the, my memory care groups, right? Like I've got a set of kind of goals that we are, we're working on and they are applicable to everyone in the group. However, everyone in that group is going to give me a different response. Sure, sure. Because um, they're all still so so unique and individual, yeah, exactly. um, especially with the progression of of their- Right, because the different
0: stages that they're at, exactly. And, yeah, and they change right.
1: depending on those, stage, those stages. Right, absolutely. Uh, sometimes drastically, sometimes over years, so. mm
0: mm-hmm. um, The groups, uh, I- I'm not going to ask you if you have a preference for any type of group, um, because I'm sure you love every one of them. Um, and I totally get that. Um, I want to delve a little bit more into some of the some of the responses that you get from the different types of, of groups that you work with. Um, just touching on the elderly portion, just quick, because we had spoken earlier. Um, you know, my mom's in memory care. And, uh, you know, I'll take my guitar to her. And... I can arrive and she's just almost looking like a phasic at times, you know? Mm -hmm. And as soon as I start to play the music and just something like childlike, old McDonald, whatever, she just perks up. Mm -hmm. And suddenly she starts to speak. And there's this life to her that when the assistants, the aides around in the, in the facility, they see her, they're like, I've never seen her smile or my gosh, she's so, she's so excited when she hears the music Um, that for me, just, Just makes me so happy to see Mm -hmm. that you can still tap that part of her. You know that there's still somebody there that you can relate with, and and who can respond and enjoy uh, life. Um, And so that must be such a thrill for you to to see those kind of responses and reactions, and and bringing people in almost a a dormant stage at times. You know, yeah, and, and infusing this 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 life force.
1: It it certainly is, and I I get to pretty much experience it every every group. Uh, with at least a handful of of uh, adults in the group Mm -hmm. um so i mean and it's it's amazing to me too because what i even further notice is that when i walk in even with the guitar on my back uh, like i had a resident the other day she's like i know you (laughs) really (laughs) and she's like you're the music lady and i'm like Yes, I am. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. And, it's,
2: that's the, and then I had
1: another resident who, so I, I met a facility where it's set up into, they call them neighborhoods. Yes. So the neighborhoods are, are organized into kind of various, like whoever lives on that neighborhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like also uh, kind of where they're at in, yes. their, in their condition. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I have one one lady that follows me around <laughs> to each group and i'm oh, really like, you're, you're just gonna hear the same
0: <laughs> she's a groupie you have a groupie. yeah
1: she <laughs> when she even said she's just like she comes in you know late second half to one to one group and i was like oh man i i'm sad that i missed you today and she said like where are you gonna be at and i'm like okay i'll be over here in, in this group and she's like oh, okay i'll see you there and then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Like right, right, right. She'll just take a seat and um, start watching Golden Girls. But so I, I go to the other. But she can still hear the music. And she is like, she comes up, like, what? She's walked all this way, kind of out of breath. And she's like, I was like, you're here, and she's like, told you. <laughs> she's like, I told you I'd be here, and I'm like, where? That's and fantastic. So- yeah it's amazing to see to see the responses even and like you said the staff too so i yeah. love incorporating and having the staff join like it really does make all the difference when the staff actually comes in and so one of the things i like to do is movement interspersed throughout my groups Okay. and um staff will come and so i i like to facilitate some sense of like intimacy too by like holding if my you know residents don't really want to like play an instrument or like do much movement because you know they're tired yeah um i will just gently like reach my hand out and they'll grab it and just kind of rock back and forth okay um and so that's and they can stay seated and and just kind of do that and and they light up then too it's just kind of a simple gesture and so yeah but it's touch right yeah and so touch is so important too because our our residents are so isolated sometimes yeah and haven't had that in a while so Staff will come in and dance, too, and it makes all the difference. Like, they love when the staff comes in. Uh, The other day, I also had a resident who, as soon as I walked in and we're all kind of getting prepped and ready, she starts singing Proud Mary, and it's funny. So she's just like, rolling, rolling, rolling on the river. And so I start, I play it, and then she just stands up. I mean, like, yeah, going from just kind of this, like, lethargic state and just kind of, you know, staring off and looking kind of blank Right. To like jumping up and like dancing, just full on. Amazing. You know, moving and doing the, the steps and just like, okay. so it's like, it's so, so so much fun and it so really flips the switch. Yeah, it really see, flips yeah, a to switch, see that right? Happen every time. Um, <sighs> you and, know, I've and heard have about them this. Remember those lyrics too. I mean, right. Just about every adult remembers "You Are My Sunshine." Um,
0: That's the one I sing to my mom a lot. It's, yeah, it's the
1: one every adult. I mean, i really. I've been seeing, there's this particular resident too, who is nonverbal now. And, um, if she does speak, it's only vocalizations. She'll like hum kind of, uh, but she, for the first time I heard her speak and it was her singing, you are my sunshine. Wow. And then I asked her, how are you doing today? And she says, I'm okay. (laughs) And just had, I have not heard her speak. And it's, I've been working with that group for about a couple months now.
0: that's amazing and that's what i mean right it's like this music taps into the center of their brain that just all of a sudden language can be produced (laughs) yeah you know
1: and those areas of the brain are are actually um when when one area is damaged and so we we found out a lot with like neuroplasticity how the Mm -hmm. brain actually can be repaired uh music is actually an, an amazing tool for that because uh, auditory processing and music processing, not even just sound processing, is in both sides of the brain, right? So sometimes like our speech center can be like in only one area and it's damaged. And of course that person can't speak anymore, speak, right. um, but they can still sing, uh, which, how is that, you wow. know? Yeah, how is like that thing, possible? How right? is that possible that, you right. know, Wernick and Broca's area is, has been damaged and they cannot speak anymore, but they can still sing. Um, there's an amazing videos that are out on YouTube of Gabby Giffords, who yes, she's a right. senator who sustained heavy brain damage after an injury, and she actually had a music therapist at the hospital she was in that, and so she has learned how to speak again.
0: Yeah, I've heard her speak since, and it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's really like a miracle. Yeah, you know, after what she suffered. Yeah. So. It's, and music it's, therapy was a big part of that, huh?
1: Yep. Yeah. Wow. So music therapy was. a big part of her rehabilitation process incredible so she she speaks on it quite a bit now too (laughs) and so i I recommend yeah if anyone has the time go look up gabby giffords and her music therapy journey
0: absolutely yeah no i want to check it out too because i was amazed with how far she'd come and uh i guess in this past year i guess i saw an ad with her and her husband and and when she spoke i thought wow so to know that music therapy was the big reason behind it it totally it doesn't surprise me now that i'm learning more about it with you and seeing it with my mom, you know, it's a whole new world for me
3: mm-hmm.
0: working, you know, with my mom and in, in, in her condition. So, you know, it's just all these new experiences are happening and discoveries are happening for me personally. And, and to know that music is a, is a, 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 a vital force for these people. Mm-hmm. Is a, it makes sense. It makes sense to me, yeah. <laughs> you know, even it's... in a natural non-scientific way, it just exactly. seems to make sense, you know?
1: And that's what's amazing to me too it's like yes we've always kind of known this and, mm-hmm. you know like music is great obviously we've been engaging in it for thousands of years <laughs> right right but and we know it's a it's a healing thing but now it's like we're able to prove it and mm-hmm. more objectively and, and music therapy is an evidence-based practice right um just in 2020 it was recognized as an evidence-based practice for autism okay um, so that's that's huge for for getting more insurance coverage and funding
0: great and and that kind of actually uh leads me to the next question which is with you know other other disabilities like autism can you talk about the benefits that you've seen um with some of these conditions
1: so i would say uh thinking of autism specifically um but I, i spoke a little bit about this but first and foremost you have to meet sensory needs and so right. music is amazing for that. Um, whether that's kind of just holding on to and listening to a favorite song and giving them you know the option to do so, um, whether it's you know if you need a lot of that proprioceptive input, which is your joints being able to feel your joints, mm-hmm. drumming is awesome for that, right So there's so many uh, modalities within music therapy that can be used for sensory input for those individuals and and i found once once sensory needs are meet then they're able to kind of okay come to the table and work on some other things right like communicating or working on some social skills or Mm -hmm. um you have to meet those needs first right so that's that's been like monumental in in working with with all of my autistic clients but Mm -hmm. it kind of like
0: it kind of like a primer like almost primes yeah the person to be able to then go and and focus in different areas right
1: yeah and then working on on speech too so kind of like we were talking about with music in the brain and and speech uh this works very very well for kind of learning learning how to verbally communicate um in a much more approachable way Mm -hmm. instead of just like it can be really intimidating. Right. So we're taking this like way less intimidating medium that's fun to engage in and, and working at it at that angle. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's just so many, so many implications. And then for those with physical needs, so cerebral palsy, um, you know, hypertonic muscles, Mm. uh, we work on kind of, you know, relaxing some of those muscles um, cause it, it, can hurt, you know, having, yeah. having, you know, your hands in a certain position Sure. and then working on those motor skills, um, working on, you know, expression and confidence through dance. Uh, so that's in, singing. So I find like when we are the instrument, <laughs> we really get to work on those self-expression goals, right? Like right. It, it's, it's makes that person, obviously it's a very vulnerable thing, um, I think for everybody, I think almost anybody could benefit from music therapy or facilitation from a music therapist. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. Use their voice again. And so say they've had a teacher tell them, like, you can't sing back when they were eight and they've never sung again and they are terribly self-conscious about it. Uh, You know, with a music therapist, you can kind of not learn how to sing or sing like, you know, Mariah Carey, but you can use your voice and be comfortable with it again.
0: Right. You can regain that confidence or gain confidence for the first time with it.
1: Yeah. And that would be kind of, that's the distinction there. It's not about teaching you how to sing. And that's great if you would like to learn how to sing and work Mm -hmm. with a vocal coach. Right. But it's more about instilling that confidence again, or finding that confidence, rediscovering your, yourself in that way. Just connecting you to your own body again, right? Um, and that's so. And that's it has implications for our trauma survivors. Um, so a lot of trauma survivors lose their sense of self, and so music is also just monumental in in finding that again, right? It mm-hmm. is our identity through songwriting, through writing our experiences in lyrics, uh, getting to communicate musically. Yeah, uh, becomes like yeah, that's you're, lovely. we're taking ourselves and putting it into. Uh, something else that we can hear back and be like, wow, like that's, that's me. That's what I just created. Right. Uh, It's a
0: sounding board for yourself.
1: Extremely powerful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you being, you know, the temperament that you have, I mean, it's so important to be able to find that trust, you know, for the other. Um, Mm -hmm. and so to be able to instill a trust in them for you, um, that's, that's the name of the game, you know, that comfortability. And then all of a sudden, the sky's the limit almost, you know, as far as whatever their potential is, you have a really, really a a greater chance of achieving it. We're getting close to it. You're
1: you're absolutely right. Like building trust has to happen first Mm -hmm. before anything else can can get done or or happen or uh, productive in therapy.
0: Right. So what what do you, can I ask, like, do you have any... Is it just a natural thing for you? Um, I know with me, I don't go in with a game plan <laughs> You know, when I'm treating somebody, you know, how do I gain your trust? You know, right. um, are there are there activities that you do to kind of start out with that that kind of just kind of soften the environment for people? Or is it just kind of like you just go with the flow and, and just take the temperature of the room when, with each individual or each group?
1: I think it's more the latter. Of course, okay. there are things that can be tried. Again, and those things will vary depending on what I know going into that group or into that okay. session. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the trust building has just come from time yeah. and giving space. So right. that's if, huge. If I try space. too hard, too, like if I if I throw too many like interventions or activities, be like to to build that trust, it seems forced. Yeah, and it can, okay. that can backfire and that that has happened to me where it's just totally backfired okay. <laughs> uh, and made made things worse. And so it's like what really is has been the most helpful for I guess building trust is um, just giving yeah giving that space so I've, I've had a session where I've literally just sat in silence the whole time uh, just just waiting right because I you know had someone who was just very upset yeah she just needed quiet and Mm -hmm. just time to cry. Uh, So, and then the next, the consecutive, you know, times I saw her, she started opening up little by little Mm -hmm. um, because, and she told me this later, she's like, yeah, no, I wasn't a fan at first. I I thought it was stupid and it was something like my mom was making me do. Right, 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 right. (laughs) (laughs) And she was honest with me. She's like, I didn't like you at first, Mm -hmm. but she's like, but I found out that you were actually nice and you like, just let me be myself. I was like, Yep. (laughs) That's what therapy should be. (laughs)
0: Exactly. I, you know, I, I really think that for, for any caretaker, any, any, any parent, that's like the, a huge, huge point to stress, you know, Mm -hmm. giving space, letting out the rope, you know, not so a kid can hang themselves or a person can hang themselves, but so they actually can discover, you know, who they are and their environment and to allow that space to, like you said, sit there for an entire session. And then when they're ready to enter, yeah, they do they it in will. their own terms, you know, and it, it then you have the trust and then you can build from there. And that's fantastic. That's a, I love that story, you know, yeah. because it's really, really important for, to stress, I think.
1: Yeah. And, and part of that, too, I guess the second thing is letting go of your sense of expectancy to be trusted. Right. So as therapists, we can feel like we need to be trusted or liked. Trusted, yes, you do need to be trusted eventually. Mm-hmm. But- you don't need to be liked, right? You know, and, and coming into a session with that, that mentality will, things will go awry. Um, because not, not every client's going to like you at first. Right. Um, the, but they, they will eventually be able to build that trust. The more you show up, I mean, it's literally just about show, just show up, mm-hmm. um, be consistent. Right. Um, consistency is also key. So if you, if you say you like promise something to a client, like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll bring this song next time and you list something very specific or we'll do this next time, mm-hmm. you better do it and yeah. you better be ready. You know, mm-hmm. if, right. if you don't, even if they don't really like, like, oh, we're doing this, like, yeah, you know, we, we said we'd do this, you know, and, and this and that, right or we'd follow up and, you know, how are you feeling about that? But right. it's just consistency is also key. So just doing, being reliable. Right. right. Because Be it's start... say.
0: Yeah, Because if you don't, then it chips away at that trust again. Yes.
1: That, and that so will it, that'll break destroy down. Destroy trust. So. Yeah. <laughs> Consistency and just showing up and not having that expect expectancy of being liked. Yeah. Um, I think to music therapists, I, I used to kind of struggle with that too. Cause I'm like, I typically, you know, everyone likes the music therapist. You know, we're the fun one that, mm-hmm. that comes in and it's like, yay. Right. But not always, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, because eye rolls and just like we're doing this again, like <laughs> but then those turn out to be the the clients that once you know you can build that trust, um, they just they make you know so much progress mm-hmm. once that that barrier is down and they're able to to participate in the way that they feel they can right. or is is something that's more compatible with with you know their desires, right,
3: right, right.
0: And it's almost almost like they become your, an ally. They went from being like this foe to be your ally, right? Eventually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's time. And that's the time you give it and the space that you give it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because really going in with an agenda that I need to be liked is like, Mm -hmm. you're putting the effort towards that and you're missing the reason that you're really there.
1: It's not, and it's, that's just it. Like, it's not ever about you.
0: Right. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you said that. It's a it's huge, huge lesson.
1: Never about you. It's just all mm-hmm. about. It's about the client. That's
0: yeah, it. A thousand percent.
1: Your student or a patient,
0: right? Um, have you had like your musical? Inf- I will go back and forth a little bit, but I'm curious about your musical influences too. What what kind of music do you like? You've spoken about, you know, your clients and finding the the right kind of music, right sources for them. What yeah. What do you like? What's your favorites? Oh man,
1: <laughs> I'm I'm really liking. Um, I, I can be all over the place. Um, I, I hate that answer. I don't like that. I like all music answers, but because... it's true.
0: It can be true though. So I, I totally song. I know what you're saying.
1: And <laughs> as a it's, music therapist, it's, 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 it's good. I actually don't. I don't like all music. <laughs> There's okay. some stuff I cannot stand. Right. Um, right I now, want to ask you I... what
0: those are. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just tell me what the ones that you you know just influences okay. the things you like.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I really like a lot of um, my R&B, neo soul, punk. Um, I, I do like metal, hip hop. Uh, so g- genre wise, excuse me, I'm, I'm kind of varied um, and I have my, my, you know, favorite bands, favorite okay. singers and everything. And um, as far as like what I like to write, I, it's more just kind of like, it's rock. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's just nice. rock music nice. with some, some organ and it's kind of bluesy. So, um, oh, that's
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm all over the place. I, <laughs> I like a little bit of not everything. Just <laughs> it's eclectic. Let's just say, yeah. let's say that. And it's funny because yeah, I since being becoming a music therapist, I've widened my my scope and my tastes a lot. My clients have gotten me into some good music. Mm-hmm. I, like there's stuff I'm like, oh no, I have no idea that existed. And right, I'll go and, how I'll go cool. Go on a kick of, um, uh, for example, like I. <laughs> Like, I I've, I've see a client who, who just loves the 80s, and, you know, back maybe, like, five years ago, I, I, I didn't let, like the 80s. I was okay. just like, I don't like certain sounds of 80s music. Mm-hmm. But now, all of a sudden, I find A lot of the electronic like, stuff.
3: Like
0: yeah, I don't, for the me,
1: there's a specific drum snare sound, like the yes. 80s snare. Can't stand it. That's <laughs> exactly what you talking about. <laughs> yeah. But, and if a song has it in it, I just, it makes me not like that song. Right. And so- I, but I find myself now like way more open to listening to 80s because of some of what like my clients listen to. So after a session recently, I, I just started looking up synth pop because I've got a client who just loves synthesizers and loves vintage synthesizers. Wow. And so I, it's gotten me on a tear of, of listening to. So now
0: you're listening to that stuff that maybe <laughs> yeah <synth pop. laughs> wasn't, wasn't there for you.
1: And so that's, yeah, that's happened too. Like it's just widened my horizons musically so much. And I just have more respect for stuff that I, I didn't like before, but now I, it's like, I can respect it. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't have to like it, but I can, I can respect it. Right. Right. I'd be a lot more open to listening to just about anything.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, in your field, it's really important, especially if you're going to have to <laughs> kind of yeah. satisfy a certain person's, you know, preference, yeah. then you got to have some sort of open-mindedness because if you go into it, <laughs> hating yeah. it, right. It's going to kind of follow and 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 project. So, uh, yeah,
1: and I, that's just it. You become... I mean, music therapists become a walking, just musical library.
0: Yeah, I would <laughs> think.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you have a favorite uh, violinist? Do you have a favorite guitarist? Do you have people that were influences as far as your instruments? And uh,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, for me, let's see. One of my favorite groups right now, favorite bands, is they are from Australia, I believe. Uh, it's a band called Hayatus Coyote. Mm-hmm. Uh, so beautiful singer she almost sounds like billy holiday (laughs) and i love so ever since working in memory care i love my old jazz you know my jazz standards like standards yeah yeah Yeah. i love billy i love you know (laughs) just all kinds of stuff Gene Mm -hmm. oh my god i yeah (laughs) i go crazy for stuff from the 40s now so that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so and that's more you know neo so i love hip-hop i'm really excited for the new kendrick lamar album okay i'm yeah <laughs> what else what else oh one of my favorite singers is actually is bjork
0: so oh I, I was a huge bjork fan yeah <laughs> the sugar the 90, like
1: i'm a 90s kid so yeah okay. i you know grew up on like weird bjork music videos and <laughs>
0: yeah the sugar cubes high school, were
1: getting more inspired by her and instead of thinking that she's weird
0: yeah no no she was now oh, i'm she's like certain... oh her
1: voice is just insane i don't incredible no, no one sounds like that
0: no no that's for sure yeah with yeah. her with her band that's when i first discovered her with the band you know the sugar cubes and then yeah she went out on her own <laughs> i remember um...
1: the sugar cubes <laughs> <laughs> and uh what's that group she was in another jazz group called Glean glow oh really i didn't know it that was, I... it's like some icelandic jazz group <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, no, she's an amazing, amazing woman. Uh, yeah. What a voice! So, so original. Um, so, um, do you have like uh, getting back to some of your clients? Is there? I saw, you know, on on your Instagram, you have one clip where you're playing music, and I think this gentleman's playing the bass, perhaps. Oh, um, yeah. was is he proficient at it, or was that just was that a situation where you put the bass on him and just kind of let him go at it?
1: So that yeah, he is actually um, a guitar student. So okay. I believe I think I I picked up he had a bass for me to play and he he likes when I play the bass sometimes but okay. so I'll I'll play the bass, <laughs> um he yeah he's a, he was a student of mine and oh uh, yeah he he was interested in learning to play guitar so those okay. were music lessons oh I see um, okay and then so yeah music therapists also also teach uh. It's called. I mean, it's been called before. Adaptive lessons, um, mm-hmm. which it's kind of a weird term because all lessons should be adaptive. Yeah. Too. I mean, I
0: needed. I needed adaptive. I, yeah. My, adapt I'm learning the guitar, guitar
1: too, <laughs> <Please>. you know.
3: <laughs>
1: so, but what that usually means is is that uh, working with like every individual on like what, yeah, where are they at? Like, what accommodations can I make? Right. Um, say like yeah if, if you know the fingers don't move a certain way right um, what what can we do can we play with a slide can we
3: sure um, can
0: we yeah that's yeah, a great idea the
1: action of the guitar can we like <laughs> so can we play like simpler chord shapes stuff right. like that so um yeah he's he's a guitar student so we, okay. we worked a lot on like chord shapes um and playing i think we were playing Achey breaky heart in that video <laughs> so that was one of his that well, was actually one of the first songs he learned with oh, wow. me, but he loves the he Bee Gees. He loves Elvis. <laughs> he loves um the movie Greece. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, that's that's great. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we worked on quite a bit, and it was yeah. And so we worked on like tabs too. So learning tab notation, okay. right? He, he was able to play and locate frets. Amazing. Um, yeah, and so just working on, uh, you know, muscle tone, getting to like up yeah, and hold yeah. the cords down
0: it's hard you know yeah. especially if you yeah, have any kind hard. of it hurts it's hurt. it's hard when I, you don't have fine motor issues you know
1: yeah i tell students hurt. like your fingers are just gonna hurt for months yeah like, it's just gonna suck until yeah. you get those calluses it's absolutely and even then if you play for long periods of time it's gonna hurt
0: it's still know? absolutely and you just have to, to ignore the pain <laughs>
1: Yeah. Just lay through the pain for a little That's bit. That's right. That's right.
0: Do you have a, do you have a, um, a client or a favorite situation or one that stands out that you saw like a real arc of growth from the, from the start to the finish that left you like really, really satisfied.
1: I mean, I can speak to the ones that I have actually like had ter- like terminated and terminated just means they finished their, right. Right, right, their- right, their- Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not They've Logan's run where when you're 30. To. It's- <laughs> you're yeah. It's not like I'm done with you. Like, go ahead. <laughs> right. Um, I would say, yeah, it it comes to mind because I think I mentioned this one earlier, but the client that just hated me first, she (laughs) had just grown so much and we were, yeah, we were able to terminate and um, she had accomplished what she wanted to, what she needed to at that time in her life. Um, She, you know, turned 18 and she actually won her own guardianship. Wow um, and is able to live on her own. So that's amazing. I mean, it was this, it was a a session too, for me at the time that was just so different from everything else that I'd done too. Um, we were more entering like the realm of mental health instead of working on like academic goals, Mm -hmm. Um, even though those were a part of it because she needed some support in school to graduate. So there, there was just, yeah, such, such huge growth and, you know, working like as a team, um, once she started, started to trust me and tell me like, this is what I want to work on, you okay. know, you know, I know, you know, my mom told you one thing, but. <laughs> this
0: is really, this is the reality. This is what I want.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, there's been so many though.
0: <laughs> you know, even, even in a short career, I mean, six years is a long time, but it's also relatively short to where you will be. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but they pile I think it's up.
1: those ones that, yeah, that. For me, when it, when, what comes to mind first are the ones that were like very resistant at first yeah. and, and just, yeah, didn't, didn't like it. Didn't like music therapy said at one point, like, I hate music, you know, right. um, when you find out, no, you don't hate music. You just, you know, some, something just was not sitting right with you and right. like you, it was probably new and in challenging and, um, there was other factors at play. Right. Right. And so another one was in a private school setting, um. And he, it was a group setting and this, this particular student, uh, was, he had the oppositional defiant disorder, so ODD yep. and huh. what we found for him, like, you just have to find, yeah. What, what is it that they resonate with? Like, no, he didn't actually hate music. He loved class, very specific classical pieces and conducting everything else. Of course he didn't, he, it wasn't his thing. He like sure. was very like opposed to doing anything in groups. Um, so what we found in like an individual session with him was like, he loves conducting. Um, so we even brought him a baton, um, to, to learn how to use, listen to classical pieces. And that's when he just really opened up. Um, and then within the group setting to kind of integrate that, to help him like kind of, okay, yeah, get with the other kids and like, you know, be able to feel like he's in a leadership role. Mm -hmm. Um, we had him do some conducting. Right. Or like playing kind of a, a, a musical game where each person gets to conduct and has like a cue it's, it's like versions of like Simon says. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And he would kind of create some of the rules. Um, of course, get upset when they weren't followed. But <laughs> <laughs> again, it's like you have to figure to like what role if it's in a group setting, what role can this kid fill? Right. And sometimes that that's a leadership role. Like that's something where they actually want the responsibility and to be challenged in that mm-hmm. way. Um.
0: Such an important part of your job is to be able to observe and to be able to make those kind of calls, you know, being able to discern who, what's the strengths of each individual person.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so I I think of his arc too, to where he got comfortable enough to like start talking in groups or at least start talking to me or my supervisor. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was, it was awesome to see his growth. And then at the end of the year, they put on like a, um, a performance because this was a private oh, nice. school for like a gala and uh he was he was a big part of that or he was oh that's wonderful the, i love yeah, that the conducting and
0: just and you were there and you're there it. and you were there you got yeah. to see it or were you a part of it or you just went to watch it? i was or... a part of it yeah you were a part of it okay <laughs>
1: yeah. we had to we had to play in it we did um like a we, we are the champions by queen <laughs> yes <laughs> some other songs but that was like the main one
0: <laughs> okay that's great yeah Do you feel like you've developed kind of your own style? Um, Like you were kind of interned with that that company you were with and Mm -hmm. you learned a lot through that. And then have you kind of developed your own approach that you feel is like kind of a unique approach to uh, music therapy that might be a little different?
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of actual like different approaches and modalities okay. that are yeah you know, maybe you can tell us about and, that and labeled and um I would say I am definitely humanistic so I take a humanistic approach okay. and basically what that is in in the scope of music therapy is the client knows um, it's very very client centered the client knows what they what they need what they want what their musical preferences are and you get to be there with them in that process okay. um, you're not really taking the reins too much right so Sick. kind of relinquishing that control um and letting the client really really lead direct um, yeah. you give them the tools and provide them with tools they may or may not use them but that's kind of your the role as the music therapist in a humanistic approach okay is realizing that that client's like full potential um, right and that they they have the the ability to to be that
0: so. mm mm-hmm. Well, uh, could you just name a couple of the other approaches then? Just uh, sure.
1: There's there's kind of a more reference. behavioral approach, like behavioral models. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there's Nordoff Robbins music therapy, which is it's amazing. I'm not. <laughs> you have to get training for that. Okay. <laughs> Nordoff Robbins is more like just very improvisational and entirely musical. So not a lot of talking. It's mostly done with a piano in in hospital settings or. With uh, developmental disabilities. Okay. And you just, again, it's also very like client led, but again, you're there facilitating and kind of coaxing uh, the client to come play with you right. um, and building that trust entirely musically. Okay. Uh, there's neurologic music therapy, which is very, very much primarily working in rehabilitation settings. So stroke, okay. um, aphasia, TB, mm. traumatic brain injury. Right. Um, And it's very, very uh, data-driven. And then they use music at first and music interventions, and then they try and fade out the music and do something called real-world transfer. Okay. Um, So that's that's neurologic music therapy. There's guided imagery in music or the Bonnie method. Um, That's a very specific uh, niche in music therapy as well and requires extensive training. Um, That is more basically what it is is you instrumental classical music is used and you are with the client guiding them in med like meditation um so it can get really deep it's kind of almost similar to emdr uh if you're if you're familiar with emdr therapy but it's a very meditative kind of trance-like thing um no, I'm not. I'm not trained in in guided imagery in music, mm-hmm. but it's it sounds really cool. Yeah, it does and sound I, cool. I hope to be one day to be able to <laughs> to, to offer it. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> those are those are just a handful of of
2: examples.
0: Thank you for sharing that stuff. Do you you work uh, in person, but you also did you work online as well, so you could mm-hmm. actually work anywhere in the world if you if you wanted to.
1: Yeah. So with virtual, and this is something that's been kind of. It's a byproduct of the pandemic, uh, right. you know. Obviously, virtual sessions just kind of exploded, um, using Zoom, and it still, to me, has its benefits. So there's there was definitely pros and cons. More cons when everyone was just trying to figure it out and sure. trans- make that hard transition. But now there's actually there there's benefits I think, uh, because of the accessibility factor. Um, And so for me too, like I offer virtual sessions at a lower rate than in person, just because I I, I don't have to spend the gas. Um, right? Right. It's accessible. Um, I've got a setup that allows it to work and run pretty smoothly. So virtual is is great, I think, for even doing groups. I mean, I do groups online as well. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, pretty much people all over the world, you know, I've got people from canada and (laughs) really you've done sessions all all over the states yeah there's there's the canadians um (laughs) joining in and yeah just all over the place and so how it works so here in the states is there are some states that require licensure nevada being one of them okay and so all all music therapists are board certified and that's nationwide um across the states but if you want to work with someone virtually and they are they are based or they live in nevada you need the license as well okay. and so it depends on the state too i don't know if i'll be able to renew my license i'm hoping so even if i'm not a resident so i know okay. some states you might have to be a resident and then you can become licensed others i think you can just get the license if you're certified and you know prove it and pay the fee okay. um like new york i think new york is a licensure state typically the requirement is you have to be board certified and then just kind of have to, I know in Nevada how it works was every five years music therapists have to recertify and we have to have a hundred continuing education credits. Okay. And so in Nevada to maintain the license, you had to recertify every three years and have those 100 credits um, and just keep track and, you know, make sure you don't get audited and (laughs) prove everything, prove your education. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then you pay your fee and get fingerprinted and stuff like that. So <laughs>
0: Keeps you on top of your game. Exactly. It, re- it super does. That's right. And
1: why, why it was different than the five-year cycle, I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. It doesn't make sense.
0: No. A lot of these things don't.
1: <laughs> but so for states that don't require licensure, yeah, I can see whoever wants to have virtual. Uh,
0: Do you have an idea like how many states that require it? Like off the top there's of your head? About,
1: there's about eight now. Oh, okay. So Nevada, California, I think Georgia, New York. Is th- okay.
0: Florida. Colorado
1: is actually not one. Colorado doesn't require licensure yet.
0: Okay, Florida. You're in Florida. So you're in- Florida does not. Yeah. Does not. Okay. Does
1: not. So. Um.
0: So, do you have like for somebody who might be interested in getting into the this business? Would you have any kind of advice that you would think be uh, helpful for them?
1: I would say, yeah, really consult with a music therapist. Um. I'd be willing to talk to anybody who's curious about becoming a music therapist. Um, I just did actually uh, do a consultation with somebody who is going to school in New Orleans mm-hmm. um, for it. And she was able to observe some of my sessions as a volunteer. And so I say, yeah, reach out to a music therapist and really pick their brain about what the field is like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like I know sometimes what can happen is people get into school and they've already like paid tuition And then they're like this is not what i thought it was yeah like this isn't just fun and playing music and like this is hard
0: and that's Um, where you got like as we said earlier you you had the opportunity to to experience it before you even jumped into it yeah and
1: that was cool to volunteer for for music so yeah it's like just find a local music therapist you can go i think to cbmt.org and you can actually look up a music therapist um, in your area they'll all pop up or you can look up their their name and you can reach out and, and see what, what they'll be willing to talk with you about. Right. But
0: do you do uh, conferences and things like that? Do you attend and speak and, and or yeah, webinars? Yeah, so or we
1: do like? have a, a MTS have a national conference put on by the American Music Therapy Association. I actually haven't been to one since college. <laughs> Pretty bad about that. But <laughs> that's one place where we can get continuing education credits. Okay. Um, but I do attend other like symposiums. Um, it, now here in the area, I kind of want to figure out, Hey, like what's going on here in Florida. Um, right. I just went to an awesome mental health symposium right before this month, which is mental health awareness month. Um, just to find out like, yeah, it was about where are we in the state of Florida with mental health? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not great, but <laughs> it's, it's something that I could see everyone there was, has been putting in the work and really trying to make it better.
0: Do you speak at any of these? Yourself or
1: I haven't yet. I've done a couple presentations for um women in business. So when I first got here, I I joined an awesome group of of women who are all entrepreneurs or own their own businesses. Right. And that's a monthly thing that happens here. And I I was able to present when I first got here just about therapy and what I do and
0: Yeah. I mean that has to be great support system for you. Yeah. Right. Because you're coming, I, you're out there on your own, so you know exactly. <laughs> you know? have to
1: start reaching out and just yeah. see you know who who's here and everyone here so far has been really helpful and and has wanted to see wants to see you succeed. Yeah. So it's it's been awesome in that way. And then uh, music therapists and and myself included um, get asked to do maybe in services at hospitals. Um, I've had someone approach me about wanting to. Uh, teach staff members how to use music in, mm-hmm. in nursing homes. Right. Um, which is awesome because yeah, yes. why not equip staff members there sure. to, to use it therapeutically. Right. Um, obviously they're not going to be music therapists, no, know, like right, call themselves but... music therapists, but it's just awesome to give them tools and be able, to be able to cons- consult on that. And right. That. So, so that's like another
0: end of your business that you can build on potentially. Yeah. Right.
1: The education and advocacy aspect as well. And
0: you have like a, you have a a passion for all of that, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gotten,
1: (laughs) I mean, it's something that I, I didn't know if I would like or not, but I, I do. (laughs) It's been really fun. (laughs) And it's amazing. Probably I'm an introvert. And so, okay. Yeah. But it's something that I, I'm able to do and it's, I'm having fun with it. So. It's great because you're extending I, yourself. You're extending I find it, yourself. yeah, really exciting to yeah. be able to do this. Uh,
0: it's wonderful. And your generosity of heart is so obvious, you know, and your passion for this. Um, and I, I think that's the key for any teacher or any therapist, you know, you have to really love what you do. Yeah. Um, you know, if you if you don't, it's so obvious to the to the student um
1: or it the is. person on the
0: other end, it's so apparent. Um
1: And I've, I've gotten that before too. And that's been one of the most like validating things to hear um, from parents is they'll say like, I can tell you love what you do. Yeah. You know, so that's why we want to keep working with you. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's honestly one of the best compliments. (laughs) It's (laughs) like, there's some of that, that could like, we can tell you just love it. Like it's not, it's It's so true it's not, you know, drudgery to show up to work when, It's just something you're extremely passionate about.
0: And how lucky that you have that, right? I mean, not everybody has that. And and, you know, and it's it's funny because in this field, obviously, you know, you you, you don't become a millionaire very quickly (laughs) in these type of fields.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not extremely lucrative. Right. You know, it's
0: but it feeds your soul so much. And that's so
1: much that's worth so much more.
0: That's that's what I've always said. Even even, you know, when you have to pay bills. But still Exactly. But no, but but to walk away (laughs) with, with that kind of feeling is yeah i mean people don't get that kind of satisfaction and um and uh, yeah i mean i encourage anybody who's has an inclination to get into the the caretaking field in in any manner to to check it out and not be scared off (laughs) by the salary you know um you hope at some point there it starts to get recognized in in ways that it never has you know (laughs)
1: that's another thing too like music therapists have to advocate for getting paid so it's it's you get you still see a ton of it like People asking for music therapists to volunteer, yeah. Um, and I, I cannot, in good conscience, volunteer music therapy services. Mm-hmm. I cannot do those for free. I can, you know, hopefully get to a point where I offer maybe a lesson for free as okay. for a nonprofit, mm-hmm. um, or offer instruments or <laughs> right, right, something like that. But I cannot, in good conscience, offer music therapy okay. um, for free. Uh, for exposure yeah <laughs> that's the funniest one you'll get exposure <laughs>
0: yeah exactly
1: right oh, wow wow it's great <laughs> pay my bills with all this exposure exposure
0: exactly <laughs> You put a number on that exposure <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I saw that but, you had i saw that you had gotten some uh donations so you you got some new uh instruments recently
1: yes i did a, a good friend of mine here uh I, I shout out a lot of people on this like shout out to phil yeah. <laughs> uh, because he yeah he just donated like four guitars
0: wow way to um, go phil that's awesome and,
1: yeah thanks <laughs> phil and so and he had got them actually because he had he used to have a nonprofit. uh he's a he's a local musician here okay. um that's who just became a life coach uh so awesome work that he's doing but he was running a nonprofit and, and was working with veterans as well and he had guitars donated to him um to have some of those like classes and teach music and so right. he's like well he's like i you know i don't need these anymore so i need them to go to a good home and that know that they're going to get used. I was like, yes. Fantastic. (laughs) Because like now I can have a group class, say a group guitar class. Um, So it's it's just awesome to have every, every instrument (laughs) at your disposal.
0: (laughs) And to have multiple guitars is special. Yes. You know, yes. I've always,
1: yeah. Teaching like group classes is really fun. So, or like making sure everyone is able to have a guitar and not have to like pass one around. Right. Yeah. We need
0: more fills of the world.
1: Yes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I need like five more fills. Five more fills.
0: <laughs> is there anything that you'd like to, that I haven't asked that you might want to just mention or cover other, you know, before we get to all your uh, places people can find you, is there anything that you might want to share that I haven't touched on?
1: Um, Man, we've, we've covered a good part. We have, I, we have. Yeah. I mean, my, my hope is just that, you know, people in a place where, yeah, music therapy is not quite A thing yet um or they're still very much pioneering it just know that it exists you know it's an option um my my passion is to kind of break into working with human trafficking survivors okay and so i i cannot wait to be able to reach to reach that population with music um and help in that way that's really like where my my heart has been for a while wow that's beautiful impressive goal yeah yeah but I, I guess I have to say too, like going off of of what we were, were just talking about, like please pay your music therapist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask them to work for free.
0: <laughs> I hear and, you. And
1: just don't do this to any artist or creative person either.
3: <laughs> it's
0: a tough enough field to you know. I mean, it, it's it costs money <laughs> to be a musician. You know, instruments yeah. are not cheap. You know, and sometimes it exceeds then,
1: the amount that they're paid just right. to keep up with the equipment and. Uh, and then the traveling and, yeah and the travel right now yeah. so yeah absolutely um, and that's one thing I'm, I'm excited about too is i i love actually like to, to take road trips and so the traveling part of my job is actually i don't mind it at all okay. um it's a chance for me to to drive and listen to music i like or actually learn songs i'm about to go you know right sure do. <laughs> right Warm up my voice a little bit, but um, (laughs) at the moment, yeah, I'm completely itinerant. I I drive to the home or to the facility. I'm hoping to have a clinic space sometime soon, and so just to be able to offer both, like I'd still want to be able to offer in home because I know it can be a preference. um, Yeah. Or just that's that's. And some people just can't. Yeah. Some people just can't get somewhere. If you cannot leave your home or your current setting, like I will come out and. I also like being outside, so if <laughs> any sessions are able to be conducted outside in good weather, mm-hmm. I love being able to offer it in multiple settings too. So that's
0: why you moved to Florida, right? <laughs> More yeah. opportunity. I mean, some yes,
1: yeah, some days it's great, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, here's a tornado. Yeah, <laughs> we Sorry. can't, we can't be outside today.
0: Um, speaking yeah. of the performance, would you be willing to do a song? Oh, sure. Or if it's not let too much see, of a let burden, me, okay. Let me
2: grab my guitar.
0: Great.
1: are kind of all over the place right now. <laughs> <laughs> is that your uh, Gretsch? Yeah, this is my this is my favorite guitar. Yeah. This is my my Gretsch. <laughs> this is a, a gift from my dad. Thanks Dad. Really? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm very envious. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is I wrote what my my single on using this guitar. So perfect. Back away now. Let's see, so this is a song I've done recently in groups so fun to see everyone kind of sing along and then it's good because it opens up a discussion afterward for like you know who who can you who or what can you stand by right so awesome thing to talk about this
2: is stand by me okay (laughs) when the night has come
1: Nice. Thanks.
0: Beautiful. That's little fantastic. Benny King. Yeah. That's the guitar sounded great. <laughs>
1: Thanks. Yeah. I know I love this guitar.
0: Yeah. Now it's. Uh, I can see where your voice can draw people in. You know, it's yeah. very soothing, and and uh, really really beautiful. Thank you so much for for doing that.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to play a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, is there anything that. Uh, you like to pr- promote or, or pe- where people can reach you, uh, you know, give me all your, give me all your social media sure. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Let
1: me, let me throw this all at you guys. So right. I, my website is making You can just find a lot of information there about music therapy, about what kind of services I offer and how to reach out, uh, where you can ask questions. Again, I offer free consultations. Uh, those can be over the phone or zoom. so if you are curious about, uh, music therapy, either, getting into it or wanting to have music therapy, uh, for you or your loved one, um, consultations are free. So I like to answer any questions or kind of demystify it as much as I can. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. So again, Instagram is just making waves, MT, uh, Facebook, same thing, making waves, music therapy is my page. Go ahead and give that a follow (laughs) because social media is surprisingly important and can reach a lot of people. Um, I will be doing a group, a virtual group, May 26 for Route 91 survivors, uh, survivors of trauma or sorry, trauma and crimes in Nevada. Uh, Again, that's May 26. And this is for Mental Health Awareness Month. We're just going to be working on how you can just use music in your daily life um, to kind of. You know, use it therapeutically, right? So instead of more so than just like listening to your favorite music, what more can be done, or what tools can I give you
2: um,
1: mm-hmm. to be able to use music to support your recovery? I, and I'm hoping to to start kind of maybe doing more more virtual groups, uh, so that pretty much anyone can can sign up and yeah, I think a that'd part be of it.
0: Yeah. I think that'd be wonderful. I think that's wonderful because a lot of people are, are stuck, you know, and they can't get out of their homes. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that's really, really helpful. Um, uh, you know, you're on a mission and it's so obvious that you love what you do and the passion that is, is so apparent. And, uh, I love it because, you know, I've been in this field for a long time and if you don't have a passion for it, you know, it's just it just doesn't work in this field. Yeah. You really need to have a passion for it. You do,
2: you know. Um, <laughs> you really
0: do. So I'm so grateful to connect with you, and uh, you know I've learned a lot. And I'm so grateful that you were my guest tonight and my first guest because Yay, I really think an this honor. is honor. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I really feel like this is uh, off to the best start it could possibly be, um, the interview process. So thank you so much for the time, and uh, you know maybe we come down the road we can check back in and yeah. uh
1: and see see what's going on yeah. going on with uh your podcast and yeah with wonderful the music therapy in the panhandles <laughs> <laughs> for sure
0: yeah no but thank you so much and uh wish you all the best i know i know you're going to do great uh, continue to do great i know you're thank doing great you, things now. you as
1: well i'm excited i'm excited for this this podcast and to see to see how you build it
0: thanks so much i really appreciate this, that, that support <laughs> yes <So. laughs> all right thanks so much
1: Yay, I'm glad we can make this work. Me too.
0: (laughs) I want to thank you again for listening to this episode. And I hope you'll join me each week to hear about topics close to your heart and welcome fresh and informative insights into areas that are new to you. It's an honor to have you tune in and a pleasure to share with you. All music heard on today's show comes from Jason Shaw at Audionautics.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram at specialedrising and on my website, specialadrising.com. If you like the show, please let me know by leaving a review at the bottom of the podcast feed and telling a friend. You can contact me directly with questions through my email, specialedrising at gmail.com. Also, Let me know what you'd like to learn more about. And until next time, peace and keep rising.